Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I've also written a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. My aim is to help you become a clearer thinker and a concise communicator. So today we're going to talk about putting up with old people. What a weird title. Why am I talking about that? Well, there are a lot of lessons that we can learn across ages. And, you know, we're, we're going through a time right now where there's a disconnect between generations and people are categorizing if you're a Gen X or Gen Y or a boomer or a millennial and there's all this tension. But it turns out that we have a lot to learn from each other. And we're at the time right now where, you know, in the U.S., we're, you know, celebrating Thanksgiving. We've got holidays. We've got plenty of time to sit around the table with each other and be thankful. And we also have an opportunity to learn from each other. Well, we're not going to turn those conversations and those moments together into classes where old people start talking to young people about when I was your age, I walked uphill to school in the snow both ways and all those funny things. We're not going to do that. But I read an article in the Wall Street Journal that inspired me to, to talk about this because I think it's something really important. It's the, certainly the lost art of conversation, but more importantly, um, the benefits of retelling family stories as a method to teach each other about the things that are important in life. And it really is the story as the mechanism, the vehicle. What caught my attention was in this article, it was by Sue Schellenberger. I'm sorry, her name is Sue Schellenberger. It was on November 11th. Um, was really the the value in oral tradition, just talking about stories that, quite honestly, younger people don't know about people that are older than them. And we might be the young person or we might be the old person. Regardless, there's something to learn. We have a lot to learn from each other. And we have a lot to share with each other. Okay, so um, in the article, uh, Sue basically mentions that there was a, a, a bit of research. Um, in the research, it said that 90% of teenagers and young adults were able to retell family stories when asked, even if they seemed uninterested when the stories were told. And this is a, a study of um, families of teenage and college age students. Um, in the, the value that these youngsters had in the stories were for their lessons and insights. So what caught my attention was that storytelling, and I, I say this often in our courses, you know, really encouraging people when they're concise in their communication, oftentimes narrative and stories can be like the Trojan horse to pack a lot of detail and inf- information. So you'd prefer an instructor or a teacher to tell you a story that's rich with technical detail than to just give you the plain detail without the story. So the, the story is the, is the delivery vehicle, the mechanism, like the Trojan horse in the story. So th- this w- what caught my attention was that this could be a great opportunity for us to, to share across generations lessons learned and insights gained in a very um, natural, normal, human way that young people um, would love to get it, even if in the moment they seemed disinterested. And, and 
also recently what caught my attention was another article in USA Today that talked about expressions, most of which I didn't know because I'm getting to the point where I don't know if there are people that are older than me, than younger, but I don't know where I'm sort of fit here, but I'm right at the, like the borderline of the baby boom. So one of the expressions is, okay, boomer. So this is an expression that my kids would maybe say to me in a moment of, uh, you know, they want to really show the age difference. It's, it's this response to anything. And my son starts saying it and he's like, it's perfect. You could say that to anything, you know, somebody says something, you know, like you to say, okay, boomer. And it's just kind of this remark to a baby boomer, like whatever, doesn't matter. Another term that I thought was funny is they, they refer to, you know, married women with children as a Karen. She's such a Karen. So they're, yeah, we did the same thing in our generation. Everybody does it. They have their own terms and, and funny twists. So that was another thing that inspired me to, to think about this. And around the holidays, it's just this moment where, man, there, there's a really great opportunity here to, to tell stories that are really great lessons learned. And in our family, one of those deliverers of stories is my sister Jeannie. And we have these Aunt Jeannie stories and they're wonderful. I mean, she, just things happen to her that never happened to anybody, and it's, they're just remarkable. And it's part of the traditions of our family to tell great stories. And there's a whole library of Aunt Jeannie stories. And just to whet your appetite on on the uh, on the the lessons learned is uh, a story of once where she was she went to a, a local like a store. It's like a, a a craft store. And she was looking for decorations or whatever. She has her cart and she's going on the store and she's really intent on finding something for her house to make it look beautiful. And, you know, at the time, she, you know, she still is very much like the decorator and great uh, interior designer. So she's going on this arts and crafts store and, and then she sees her cart and it's empty and she just panics because her purse is in the cart. So she just instinctively screams out like, lock the doors, shut the doors, somebody stole my purse. And she just loses it and like, lock the doors. The perpetrator's still in the store, don't let him out, kind of a thing. And she just goes goes off, only to discover a few minutes later that she's in the wrong aisle. And that's not her cart. Her cart's in the next aisle. So she just completely blew it. And she, while they were in this moment of panic, she just discovers her person. She just kind of walks out and while they're calling the police. I don't know what she did. But that was a story. It was funny. And what was the lesson there? I, I, I suppose it's, it's a lesson in losing your cart, losing your mind, losing your focus, maybe losing your local reputation. I don't know. But it's a funny story. And when you think about stories like this, they, there are, there's so much in them. You know, they're funny. They're part of knowing who person was. And my mom would write letters. She was in a, she passed away um, a few years ago. She would write letters, remarkable person. And, and, but she would write letters about stories of her life when she was the, at certain ages, sent it to the grandchild at that age. So she'd write a note to my daughter. And she's like, when I was in the third grade, and she wrote a three or four page letter about what she was doing in the third grade. And then she would send those to her grandchildren. It was remarkable. And she, would, it was, she was writing uh, her own biography through letters and sharing these stories with all the detail. And they weren't like, you know, heavy-handed lessons or being like over the top or there was like a, a message she was trying to force. No, she was just sharing 
a perspective of what her life was like at that same age. And she was crossing, you know, decades, generations of, of time between her, her childhood, now older in life, and then her younger. It was amazing. I was just reading these recently. It was just remarkable to hear her share these stories. And so when I'm talking to you today, I, th- I think you want to look at yourself as, as where do you fit into this picture? You might be on the older side of the spectrum or more in the middle or towards the bottom. I, I, it doesn't really matter. Um, it go The first thing is it kind of goes both ways. What I mean, it's, well, you know, if you're, you're older, right, people, quote unquote, have to put up with you. Well, I've got a, I've got stories to give. I've got lessons learned. I've I've gone through experiences in my life. Those experiences are successes and failures, or the case of losing the cart, mishaps or misfortune, whatever. I have lessons to give. It's my obligation to teach. But I'm not going to be there giving a sermon to you know grandkids or nephews and nieces around a table at a holiday. You know, tell a funny story or an interesting interesting story. I have, I have stories to tell. Um. Maybe you don't have as many stories, but you know people around the table do and asking them. You know, I work with a woman and she does, she had done a lot of work in nursing homes and she likes working with older people. And she's like, she loves, she asks them questions about what her, what their lives. And she says, once they start, they don't stop talking. So she would prompt it. So regardless, it goes both ways. You can give them or you can ask for them, right? Um, And some older people initially may not want to share, but you can ask them. You can ask them certain questions. And... In, you know, the second thing that's related to that is, you know, it, it's prompted by a question. So, if you're around a group of people and you know a person's got a lot of experiences, but they might not be immediately start to share them, you might want to prompt it like, "So, you know, Bob, what was, you know, what was your worst mistake professionally? Where did you, where did you start your career? Or what was it like growing up at this place? Or did you, when you, when you moved, you start to be the questioner to prompt people, get people talking." Be almost like the ringleader of that conversation, right? Um, And you have to think about that in advance. So if you're going into this moment and you know, like, I know these stories, but the people around the table in the group don't. Um, Going back to my Aunt Jeannie, my my brother was visiting her recently, and they had a bunch of people together, and they started having a good laugh, and they were sharing some of her stories because he knew the stories, but none of her friends did. And it was just a funny moment to start to get to know my sister even better because this is, this is her life and it's funny and there's a lot of, there's a lot of laughter and humor in that. But she, he prompted that with a question and got the conversation rolling. So that might might, might be your role, is asking really in earnest, how did you start your, you know, why did you move to the city or, um, what were some of the big setbacks and challenges when you started a comp, whatever, whatever those kind of questions might be. But you have to think about them in advance, asking better questions. There's a podcast on that you might refer to to help you in that regard, to be the prompter of the question, right? to get people talking. And then finally, make it interesting. If you're the person telling the story, you know, go back and not everybody remembers all the details. And this is what um, in the article in the Wall Street Journal by Sue Schellenbarger she talks about is just give the emotion and the, the feeling and the details, recreate it. It's what storytelling is, is what's, it's the power of storytelling. And in those conversations, those rich conversations, make it interesting. And if you're the person listening, be a good listener, be interested, ask questions, get them. If you feel like there's more, ask, so what was that like? And what did you think? And why did you do that? And it starts this conversation. It really is a moment for 
these stories to start coming out. And then you'll start to see in people how other people around the table in this conversation can start to trigger other stories and people start to get to know each other. And it's a really, it's an, it's an amazing thing. It's an absolute amazing thing to see um, how, you know, it's like the title of this Wall Street Journal article. It's the, you know, the secret benefits of retelling family stories, how it can be a great courier of life, you know, and how we live our life. And it all starts in those conversations that are prompted by questions and people sharing things that have gone through. So I, I wanted to share that with you because it could be a moment for you to, to tell something about yourself or to ask somebody that you know to tell something about themselves or, or whatever, but to be in that moment where you can create that possibility, that conversation, which could be really cool. So, you know, just to think about this, you know, conversations, they, they can be and stories can be, you know, among the most powerful conduits of learning, right? So let's make sure it's not a lost art. Just saying. For more information on our books, tools, workshops, webinars, and keynotes, please visit thebrieflab.com. T-H-E-B-R-I-E-F-L-A-B.com.